Hey, everybody, and welcome in to the Texas Tech edition of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I am Jeff Haxton. I will be your host on this new program. And just to let you know, I'm recording this just about at halftime of the Phillips 66 Big 12 Championship between West Virginia and Kansas State. West Virginia currently up seven, so that'll give you a timetable on when this thing was cut up. I'm here to give you a Texas Tech angle on most everything, but there's going to be a lot of commentary on the Big 12, other teams, what I think of things that are happening in the league, and just overall Big 12 love here on this podcast. Again, uh, my name is Jeff Haxton. I have the pleasure and honor to be the play-by-play voice for Texas Tech men's basketball, baseball, soccer, and volleyball on ESPN+. Plus. It's been a terrific job. Very blessed to work for the people that I get to work for and represent the Scarlet and Black. Uh, It's been a great ride. This is my sixth year. Uh, Just a little bit about me. I grew up in, in southwestern Oklahoma for my first 13 years. Uh, adoring the Big Eights and watching Southwest Conference. And then, of course, the leagues came together, sort of, and now they continue to move a bunch. We'll be talking about uh, realignment a lot on this podcast and everything that comes with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, Cincinnati, BYU, uh, Central Florida, and Houston coming in. So I grew up watching all the, the Big Eight and loving that conference and still love the Big 12, even though they just turned me away at the credential window about 15 minutes ago. I walked all the way from the hotel to the arena and they were not there. So that was not fun for me, but I kept my cool, turned around, came back to the hotel, and now I get to do this. So I graduated from Oklahoma State University in 2001 and then uh, worked in news and sports in Enid, Oklahoma for five years left Enid in 2005-2006 to go do play-by-play for Oral Roberts women's and women's basketball and baseball. Eventually was lucky enough to get the men's gig as well. So all three of those sports and about 1,200 athletic events uh, for ORU at the D1 level. Mark Neely is who I replaced, who lives in this town that I'm in right now, Kansas City. Boy, what a good place. And uh, Mark, of course, working for ESPN, and it's always great to cross his path. Uh, this has been a lot of fun for me. I went from uh, ORU to Texas Tech and immediately almost jumped into tremendous success. Uh, Big 12 baseball championship in 2017. In 2018, a trip to the Elite Eight and Omaha. Uh, the next year, a trip to the championship game of the NCAA against Virginia. And then all the way to the Final Four in Omaha the furthest a Texas Tech baseball team has ever gotten. And then, of course, 2020 put us all on the shelf. Didn't really know if I'd ever be able to call games again or if we'd ever get games back again. One of the scariest times professionally in my life, and it wasn't too easy for anybody's lives going through the pandemic. That's what's so great about being back in Kansas City because last year Chris Level and myself did not get to travel with uh, Texas Tech basketball anywhere. So we called the uh, loss to Texas in in round one uh, remotely from the basketball arena at Texas Tech United Supermarkets Arena. So to get back here in Kansas City, it's awesome. Already had some barbecue from Jack Stack. And so uh, with with me uh, talking about what I'm about to talk about with Texas Tech and this tournament uh, and my barbecue reviews, you're going to hear coming up soon from Carlos Silva. 
Carlos is a tremendous reporter and sports editor for the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, and we have a, a great visit coming up talking all things hoops. All right, where's Texas Tech in this thing? Where is this team that lost to TCU, barely scratched by Kansas State, and then lost in Oklahoma State in uh, a real tough fashion, not scoring uh, but just two points in basically the last 10 minutes, and that was a tip-in from Davion Warren. I've been around the guys quite a bit, trying to judge where their mindset is coming into this thing. Uh, Texas Tech has not fared well in Kansas City, period, point blank. All the things that Chris Beard did as the head coach here, only one win, and that was in the Elite Eight year, and that was over Texas, and then lost to West Virginia. The final four year, lost to West Virginia. The first year here, lost to Texas. Last year, lost to Texas. So uh, at least the Longhorns are on the other side of the bracket, although I'm sure a lot of Texas Tech fans would love to see another duel between Texas Tech and Texas. But uh, some new blood, and I'm interested in this blood that's coming up because there's going to be a, a lot of it. Iowa State, a team that does tremendous things with its athletic department, I think. And one thing they do is they love their Cyclones. And just walking around the streets, looking in the hotel lobbies, you can see the crowd that's waiting on the Red Raiders, depending on where you're, when you're listening to this, probably today. Um, Red Raiders and Cyclones, Cyclones play at 8.30 Thursday night, the final game of the four-game stretch. Um, Iowa State's completely turned it around with T.J. Otzelberger. What a terrific job he has done. Steve Prohm had his flame out. The Cyclones lost, I think it was 20 straight conference games, and he comes in and does what he does, gets him to the sixth seed, which in this league is not too shabby. In this league, that's going to get you a bid to the NCAA tournament. So Texas Tech has been incredible at home or in situations where the road crowd is friendly. So 18-0 in front of 15,000. Don't really get pushed. Just two games in single digits for Texas Tech, just wiping out the competition at home. Uh, Kansas and Kansas State kept it in single digits. Everybody else, double-digit losses. Texas Tech won at Texas with all the emotion there and about 40% of that crowd, maybe even more, being Texas Tech fans. A lot of Tech fans in Waco as well. You look at that crowd, got a big lift from the Texas Tech fans down the stretch when the Red Raiders made their run. Uh, had a, a lot of support at TCU. Um, TCU just wanted it more that day and got the victory. So can this team rise up where it's a big-time road advantage for or home advantage for the other side? We do have one example of that. I think the best game that Texas Tech played all year on the road was at Kansas, where Ochai Abaji had to go for 34 points, almost said 36, because I every time I close my eyes, I see Ochai about to hit a three from that game at Allen Fieldhouse. He was just tremendous. Um, so, you know, our Bryson Williams went for 30 in that game. It goes to double overtime. That's an example of how this team is going to have to play where there's not 15,000 friendlies, 6,000, 7,000 people cheering on the Red Raiders because this is going to be a pro-Iowa State crowd. The The other big question for Texas Tech is health. Just how healthy is Kevin McCullough and Terrence Shannon and Daniel Bacho? These guys have missed massive amounts of time when you combine it all together. And, and when they've played, 
They have not been 100%. I don't think Kevin McCullough is 100% for this one either, but I do think he is going to contribute in a big way. So if you can get Texas Tech to where they don't feel like they're limping around, um, beat up. You see Terrence Shannon, they're limping because of a, a shot that he's taken in-game or that his back is flaring up on him again. Those are all things that Texas Tech has had to deal with, and if you could just get them feeling right, I think the sky's the limit for this team, not only in this tournament, but in the NCAA tournament, because that's what's so exciting, and I hope you'll get to see it soon. The Texas Tech, with their positionless basketball, a guy like Marcus Santos Silva can guard the other team's best guard. And if you can get into the NCAA tournament with a good draw, with teams that haven't seen the kind of defense that Texas Tech plays. You have a chance of really slamming the door on them, kind of like you did in the Final Four run where you smashed Buffalo. Uh, Northern Kentucky didn't have a chance. Michigan didn't have a chance. Michigan had one three-pointer, and that was a late shot at the buzzer just to get their 1-3 for that game, if you think back to 2019. And that defense carried you through Gonzaga, carried you – through Michigan State, and it was a war with Virginia. But you have a chance to do that sort of thing if you can just get on the right foot. So that's what I'm looking for for Texas Tech. I've been through this uh, every step of the way. The only game that I missed was in against Incarnate Word with the teams playing in South Padre because I had to fill in to do Texas Tech-Oklahoma State football. So that's kind of what I'm looking at here. How are these guys – going to respond to being in the postseason. you got a lot of guys that have been there, but not with these stakes and these these kind of things on the line. And we'll see soon with that one-and-done feel of the NCAA tournament. Um, that's, that's a great thing coming up for these guys. And I want to take this time to thank Mark Adams and congratulate him on being the AP Coach of the Year. Coach Adams is one of the best that I've had to work with, always so accommodating. Tremendously nice man, but also intense. Guy's a boxer, used to be, and he is ready to get in the fight with this Iowa State team. As far as the rest of the bracket goes, it it has the feeling of it's going to be hard for anyone outside the top four to win this thing. I'm not saying there couldn't be some upsets along the way. You got Texas and TCU. You have Baylor and Oklahoma. You have Kansas against the winner of Kansas State and West Virginia and Texas Tech against Iowa State. It wouldn't surprise me to see a winner from those lower seeds, five, six, seven, eight, one or two, probably one, slip in to the semifinals. Uh, but after that, it's going to be tough, in my opinion, for the Oklahomas, Iowa State's, uh, TCUs to get to the finals or even that next step beyond get a championship. When you have a team like Kansas that's played the way that it has, and Baylor with the weapons they have, Texas Tech with the defense it has, and Kansas and Texas with the overall talent that they have, you know, Texas has had a good year. They, in some instances, you might not think so, but they, if you go by what they were picked as in the preseason, which was by some outlets two, three, four, five, then okay, maybe they didn't have the year that you were expecting. But overall, that was a good year for this Texas team coming in as a four seed and projected by Joe Lenardi to be a five seed. Um, I know there were some rocky moments along the way for them, and Texas Tech swept them, which was sweet from our uh, standpoint at Texas Tech. Uh, It was awesome, absolutely awesome to uh, flex on the guy that left you for another school and Chris Beard. That was a blast. 
uh, split with Kansas, swept Baylor. This has been a fantastic year for Texas Tech basketball and one that you want to see keep going because you don't think you've played your best basketball yet. That's what's exciting. you got a chance to play your best basketball coming up. Just get a little healthy. Get feeling good about yourself. See the ball go in the basket on these neutral courts. And the sky's the limit. Hey, I hope you're going to enjoy this podcast. Uh, we are, uh, we're we're going to have a good time with it. All kinds of guests. Thanks for giving me the chance to rant a little bit and go off. And I uh, hope you'll you'll enjoy this and pass it along to your friends. When you see on Twitter, pass it along. Hacks has got a new podcast. It's from the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Pass it on on Facebook, Twitter, whatever you use. Spin it around the league because I love this league. I'm all about the Big 12, which puts me not like Texas and Oklahoma, who are going to hit the bricks. I love the fact that we're staying here together. Hey, college basketball fans, it's Pete Mundo, your host of the main Heartland College Sports Podcast. By the way, we are growing out the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Hope you'll check out our Texas Tech and Bedlam editions of the show that are getting underway. And you can join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year, with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yes, it's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. So what does that mean? Everyone can play Free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use our promo code HCS. That's HCS for Heartland College Sports. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with our promo code HCS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21-plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now my visit with Carlos Silva, an amazing uh, guy and terrific reporter and the sports editor for the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. I asked Carlos, hey, why doesn't Texas Tech have more success in Kansas City? Well, it's a very interesting question, Jeff, but you have to just look at the fact that like every other team, you're beat up, you're banged up, you're bruised. You look at Texas, Texas Tech coming into this Big 12 tournament and you realize Kevin McCullers on the men, Terran Shannon Jr. is on the men, Daniel Botch is on the men. But the one thing you can take solace in if you're a Texas Tech fan is the fact that they've been able to find ways to, to get some victories. And I, I look all the way back to on the road at Baylor, you were missing some really key guys and you were able to get some good performances out of some guys that maybe you hadn't heard of before, like a Davion Warren making a couple free throws late. Adonis Arms showing some spotlights and some highlights. And I think later on that paid off in full for you because all of a sudden now it's like Davion Warren has a career best 23 points, leads you in scoring. And it's a guy that wasn't even on your team last year. And I think that really goes to show the type of coaching staff that was built by Mark Adams last year and the fact that they've been able to coach up a lot of these guys. So to answer your question in the long form, the reason they probably haven't had success is just they're probably tired. A lot of teams, especially now, um, not to say that they're checked out, so to speak, but it's it's difficult to kind of get guys to play. And Mark has mentioned this before. 
when it's this late in the season, you kind of know you have a spot in the NCAA tournament. Certainly a victory or two or even three would improve that number three stat line or number four, depending on who you look at, whether it's Jerry Palm or some of the others. But I think that's really the biggest thing is just the mental and physical wear and tear of a season just really gets to you, especially when you play in a tough conference like the Big 12. Aside from Bryson Williams, who I think would be your answer to this, who's the MVP for Texas Tech basketball? I, I First off, if you don't think it's Bryson, then you can tell me. But um, if not him, who? I certainly agree with you with Bryson Williams, but I think just based on some of the losses that you've seen happen, it's because they don't have that true point guard in, in the raw, at least on the court. And Kevin McCullough has been the closest thing that they've had to it up until recently, he was your leader in assists up until you've had some other guys step up because Kevin's missed about six games in the big 12 due to that high ankle sprain and some other injuries. But I think he's really the heart, the heart and soul of this Texas Tech men's basketball team. If you want to know the way that Mark Adams wants to play defense or he wants to take a charge, you look at Kevin McCuller, he's the shining example of it. And I think I know it's tough to look at Kevin McCuller, even though, again, his his statistics speak for himself, the way that he just makes other guys better around him and not taking away from Bryson Williams, who, at least in my opinion, is one of the best post guys in the Big 12 right now, been a consistent scorer for you, had double-figure games in every Big 12 contest minus one. I think uh, Kevin McCuller would be my answer if, if it wasn't Bryson Williams, but certainly I, I, I don't disagree with you on Bryson Williams, but I would give a slight edge to Kevin McCuller just because of okay. the things that he brings to the table. Do you feel like Texas Tech is closer to making a run in – not just Kansas City, but let's just say NCAA tournament, or flaming out? Well, I mean, you look at what happened during that 2019 run, and they uh, lost in the first round. So, And, and it kind of goes back to the, to the age-old question that coaches would probably sit at a bar and talk to each other about, do you want the rest, or do you want to, you know, just like you said, spark that flame and all of a sudden just kind of ride it to the national championship? As of right now, I think – this is probably the best position Texas Tech could be in. You're coming off a loss. You want to show that that wasn't you. You're about as healthy as you can be, knock on wood. Uh, I know talking to Coach Adams earlier in the week, he had mentioned Kevin McCuller looks to be okay. Terrence Shannon's close to 100%. So I think right now, if you're looking at what Texas Tech can do, I think right now they could certainly make a run just because of the health factor and the fact that they want to prove that that last game at the regular season in Stillwater was a fluke, so to speak, or they or they just want to make sure that people realize they are still a team to be reckoned with. Talking to Carlos Silva with the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, he's seen every game, so he is perfectly uh, capable of answering all these questions. That's why I'm hurling some tough ones at him. If you had to throw an X factor for Mark Adams, a guy that steps up and makes plays and helps you to victories, where would you go with that, Carlos? Uh, you could go one of two ways. I think Davion Warren proved he could be a scorer when needed, and not only that, but just kind of spark your offense with the way that he has those quick hands, as you, you've kind of mentioned a couple times on your broadcast, uh, Jeff, but just the fact that he's able to create deflections, kind of like how Terrence Shannon does, and really just kind of start, start offense and transition, because Mark Adams, if there's one thing that he says is the most difficult thing to defend, it's offense and transition. And the number two option, I would say, is Kevin O'Banner. If he gets hot from the three-point line, 
that sets up Bryson Williams and everything else because if the defenders have to stretch out for Bryson Williams and Kevin O'Banner, well, that opens up lanes for Terrence Shannon, Kevin McCuller, Davion Warren, who all like to cut to the basket. And you kind of see the type of team that Mark Adams and his coaching staff assembled. It's just they haven't been able to make threes at the rate that they would like to. But when they do, you can see how open it gets. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, let's let's shift gears. And I've said this whole week that it feels like this tournament could be pretty chalky, which <laughs> as soon as you say that, you're going to see three or four upsets. I mean, like today yeah. – uh, Florida State was a one-point underdog to Syracuse and lost by 39 or 29. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was it was, it was a blowout. I mean, you're mm-hmm. one-point underdog and got rolled by Syracuse. So Boston College comes up there as the 13 seed and pops uh, Wake Forest. I mean, there's already some crazy things going on. So I, I've, I've already undermined my, my thoughts, but my thoughts yeah. are on this big 12 tournament is that it could be chalky. Like you could get the one, the two, the three and the four all advancing, but how do you see this tournament playing out? Man? I mean, it's such a tough question, Jeff, because I mean, you watch the big 12 throughout the year, Kansas state at one point had a chance to beat Kansas. They were up, but they just let that lead go. I think there's mm. just really good coaching. And when you play good defense, I mean, it sounds really cliche, you're going to stay in every game. And that's what's happened with a lot of these games where if you just really buckle down on the defensive end, maybe you're not having the best offensive game, you're staying within two or three possessions, then all of a sudden the pressure's on the opposing team and they're, you know, obviously wanting to win. Or if you're a ranked team, you don't want to get that upset. And I think that's really the, the special part about this tournament is, I know it sounds, again, cliche, but a lot of these coaches consider this a new season. A lot of teams don't remember that, oh, yeah, we we were on this two-game losing streak or four-game losing streak because you can always start a three-game three game winning streak, and then if you do, you're in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and I so maybe, maybe this. I'll uh, reconcile it this way, that I feel sure. like the champion of this tournament will be from those one, two, three, or four seeds but you could see a TCU make a quick run, get to a championship. Uh, you could see an Iowa State get hot, too, because they've got a little bit of everything. They've got the outside shooting, and Coach Otzelberger's got them playing good defense. I just don't know if I can see somebody sustaining it, like a West Virginia or a Kansas State and some of these underdogs, Oklahoma that we've talked about. I don't think they can sustain it all the way to a championship, so maybe that's the way I should look at it. What do you think? Yeah, and I think that that's a good perspective because I think that's one thing that I think fans have just become accustomed to. Sometimes you look at the top three or four and you just think, okay, everyone's going to win. But all of a sudden you saw Texas Tech take a swipe at Kansas State or, I mean, Kansas or Kansas State gets a victory over Texas Tech. It's just you have to be on your A game, and I think that's going to be the biggest factor is can these top three teams, like you said – Jeff, can they execute and can they show that, as Mark Adams said earlier in the week, make this a practice for the NCAA tournament? And if you want to do that, got to execute at a high level, make sure you're playing well, because if you don't, one and done. And that's your practice. Uh, that, that's kind of your practice exam for the NCAA tournament, because if you don't play your best basketball that night, you're going to be out and you're going to be watching everyone. All right, Carlos, one more and we'll let you go. Um, I know that you and I, we certainly resemble foodies when it comes to our stature. <laughs> um, what's your favorite place to eat in Kansas City? 
That was a very nice way of saying I'm a little portly there. Uh, uh, well, I'm a lot more than portly, <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, I've I've got a couple places. I mean, um, if you're looking at some barbecue places, I think everyone always likes to go to Arthur Bryan's or, yeah. or kind of all the other ones that everyone talks about, Gates and all the other. But for me, Q, Q39 is a good place. Yeah. If you haven't been there, yeah. Stack is always a, a favorite of mine or yeah. even the original Joe's in the gas station. Those are always my favorite, you know. Oh, you're talking I mean, my language. Yeah, that Q39 yeah. Is, is big time. Um, and certainly love some Jack Stack. The team got to eat Jack Stack for lunch today. And oh, uh, always were, a nice little treat. in heaven. Brian heaven. <laughs> yeah. Some great protein to get you pushed and ready for an 830 tip-off with Iowa State. Carlos, love your work, man. Keep safe, and we'll see you over at the arena. Absolutely, man. You have a good call. Hey, again, thanks everybody for listening. We'll be putting these out on a weekly basis to start. So everybody, thank you. Click it, like it, share it, and wreck them.